0: Well, greetings and bless the Lord, saints of God on this Sunday, April 16th, 2023. Welcome to Triple C Podcast. Let's open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to read your word, study your word, share your word, repeat your word, and prayerfully be a blessing to someone who's downloading and listening to Cathedral Christian Church Online Podcast today. Father God, it is my desire, God, that you be glorified, that we be edified, and as I've often said, may the devil be horrified because we have not quit or give up or stop, dear God. Thank you for being being the God. Thank you for being the God that reigns, rules, and super rules. It is in Jesus's name we pray, amen. Well, again, greetings and bless the Lord. Let's go to Luke chapter six. Let's look at verses 46 through 49. I'll be reading from the King James Version of the Bible, red letter edition, and I'll also translate and paraphrase from the Amplified but Luke, the physician, chapter six, writes, and this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. And he said it this way in verses 46 to 49. And why call ye me, Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built his house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon the house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. May God bless us all the readers, hearers, and doers of his most holy word. This Sunday's podcast is titled, From a Form of a Question, Is Your House Built on a Firm Foundation? It's a question you—you you, you, obviously you can't answer me as I'm speaking to the podcast and recording, but it's a question that we all need to ask ourselves when we think about where we are in life and the things that happen. I often have said it this way: in the height of the pandemic, when the numbers were astronomical and people people were dying by the hundreds each day, let's not misunderstand the uh, the pandemic is still real. Uh, The variants are still real. People by the shots and vaccinations and boosters have gotten sick less and less, but people are still dying from the sickness. People mixed in with the cold, the flu, uh, allergies, along with COVID are still experiencing what we call long haulers now who deal with things as like shortness of breath, brain fog, memory, anxiety attacks through the root, just a lot of different things that because the doctors could not pinpoint specifically what is the root origin, whether it came from Wuhan, China, or wherever it came from, it derived from the devil. The Bible says Satan is the author of evil things. And in that regard, we got to understand that he is the kind of person that does what he does. We're going to just see what it is that God's going to do through us and through him. He can't win unless we let him. The devil is a liar. So let's just go into the word of God and see what the physician Luke writes and see what Jesus says, not only to his disciples, but what he says to you and I On today. And let me reread 46 through 49, and then we will break down. God gave me a few things this morning to look at the Word of God. He says, And here's the form, then Jesus asked the question, And why call ye me Lord, Lord? and do not the things which I say. You think about how you react to the Lord Jesus Christ. You think about where you are. If you've not paid attention in the last several podcasts, it's been crystal clear that we must be born again. I'm talking to the believer. Those who claim to be atheists, who claim that they don't believe in God, that it's all fictitious. Those who say that they're agnostic, that they deny it and denounce that God is real, here we are. God has called us to understand that he is real. He has a purpose and a plan for all of us. So as we look at it, he asked the disciples, this is what Jesus was saying. And why call ye me, Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, Jesus said, I will show you to whom He is like, and then he breaks down the example. So God gave a few things to me this morning that we just want to share with the the people of God that we can hear and understand. Here's Jesus speaking to his disciples with this example of a builder. And this builder had two opportunities and two types of places and plans that he could build upon. And in that regard, uh, what type of foundation? So we're looking at today, About foundations, and I think about it. All of us that uh, preferably have homes uh, that are on slab or on brick or however they're raised, they had to be built on some type of foundation. And then we understand that God has allowed certain things to happen. So we're not gonna be very long-winded today, but we're trusting that God will open your mind and make you think about as you face whatever challenges today and the days to come, that you think about who you are and whose you are in spite of what God will allow to come your way. I've heard so many people say, let me just digress for one quick moment. I've heard a lot of people say that, you know, the Lord put this on me. The scriptures say this, God in that regard will never do anything to harm or hurt his children. Now I'm a firm believer that he allows things to happen to us, to strengthen and to grow our faith that because he wants to be our God and wants us to be his people. I do not believe, he, he said in the scriptures that Satan is the author of confusion, that he's the author and finisher of our faith. We believe that sickness, death and disease derived from the first fall of Adam and the enemy has been working tirelessly to try to get us to be separated from God. That's just my personal uh, spiritual biblical belief and I've stood on that for, for over 30 plus years and as I get older, as I grow, I believe the scriptures is real. That's why we come before the throne of grace by faith and mercy. And, and we believe that God's word is what it is in that regard. But as I looked at this today, that question was to me, why you think about in the midst of your adversity, whatever it might be, whether it may be home, children, marital, work, finances, sickness, whatever your calamity, whatever your uh, tragedy, whatever your tribulation, whatever your trial is, whatever storm that God allows you to either come into, stay in for a while or come out of, there's a reason for everything in every season. The question is, do you know who you are and whose you are in the midst of your time and your test. I believe that God allowed us to be tested. He doesn't test it. The Bible says he tests no man. We're tested like he was tested, Jesus for 40 days and 40 nights. Satan was testing, trying to destroy him and trying to get Jesus to bow down and worship him because God allowed Satan, Lucifer, the son of the morning by name, one of the fallen angels, amen, to be titled the God of this world. Why? But you have to understand the English writing, even the scribes wrote it in scripture. When you see in English grammar, this was Greek Hebrew translated when it's written uppercase, lowercase, proper noun, uh, adjective, adverb, noun, pronoun. When you look at uppercase, it it symbolizes that, 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 that. Proper noun in that regard. So when you realize God, capital G, is God reign and rule supreme, God, lowercase g, refers to Satan, all of the fallen angels, and everybody below him who thinks that they're a God in this life. So that stuff is very, very real. Now, you ain't got to believe me, but you need to get in this Bible, study it in accordance to 2 Timothy 2.15 that says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, to rightly divide the word of truth. Just don't go off of what the preachers say from the pulpit. Just don't go off of what's said on some radio podcast, mine included. Don't just go off of somebody saying, and I hear people in the modern day church, I heard somebody say... No, you better read it for yourself. you got to understand, you can't pass the test by looking on somebody else's paper when you didn't even study yourself. You don't want to be deemed a cheater, but guess what? You may be cheating on somebody who also don't have the right answers, and you both fail. So you got to be careful. God's test that he allows to be formed is for you and that's for you alone. Now, many people experience things of like processes, but that test is yours, just like your blessing on the opposite hands. You've heard us say, preachers say this, what God's got for you is for you. Well, why doesn't that carry over both ways? Your test is your test, as well as your blessing is your blessing. So let's look at what God says. Here's where we are. When you think of 20, 23, and you think about the storms of life. There's a song I love, that one, the soul, that my soul is anchored in the Lord. I, that's a beautiful song because it reminds us that God never promised in his Bible, in this book, 66, 39, 27, new. He never promised us that because of our acceptance of him as Jesus Christ, Reigner, ruler, supreme, that we will never ever go through any difficult days as Christians. It's not in the Bible it's nowhere written. I've been going through it. I've yet to find it written in that way. But what I have found and what I have read is that he will stick closer to you than any brother. His seed will never go hungry and beg bread. He says in that regard, when you give, he will give back unto you good magic, pressed down, shaken together, and running over that men will give into your bosom. When you sow, uh, bountifully. You shall reap bountifully. Those are things that God said in his word, and that's true. Amen. So all of this saying, why? Because if the Bible says it this way, if we are born into sin and shaping in iniquity, and we needed a savior to come down into the earth through what, 40 and two generations to hang, bleed, and die on the cross, Calvary, Golgotha, as we call it, the place of the skull, that we needed to be able to be redeemed back unto God because of the first fall of Adam. Why don't we think that we need to stay daily in relationship with him to build up our spirit man? Amen. It's important. You can't rely on what somebody else said. What if that person leaves this earth and all you listen to were their words? You better know the voice of Jesus and how the Holy Spirit speaks through the word of God. So there's a few things in the storms of your life that we we ask God to give us some guidance on. So as we look at verses 47 through 49, as we said, and he asked that question to me, why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Why? Because oftentimes we are human in our thinking and we are stubborn when we get guidance. Now, y'all may not agree with me in this regard, but I believe that none of us, especially in the Western culture, do not like being told what to do. We like doing our own thing. I don't want nobody trying to dictate to me, tell me, oversee what I'm trying to do because I'm my own person. I'm grown blank, 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 and it is what it is. But here's what I am. When it comes to God being master, reign, or ruler over your life, the Bible says if you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, he will exalt you. That exaltation is far above principalities and powers. That exaltation gets you not heady and high-minded, but it spiritually elevates you to become a stronger spiritual man or woman in the Lord. Amen. So there's a few things God gave me and then we'll get ready to conclude. When I think about the storms of life and what we go through, I don't know about you all, but every now and then, even if you have good jobs and make good money, every now and then our money gets funny. Even though we seek the Lord and we do what we do, but God allows sickness and things to sometimes hit our body. Sometimes the sickness are so severe, but you feel like you're going to die. But those sicknesses are not unto death. God is wanting you to rely on him. You've got stories all throughout the Bible, where God, pre-Jesus, delivered people, speaking through the prophet and the priest. Then you got post-Jesus, when Jesus manifested, and God had Jesus performing miracles. He fed the 5,000. He fed 3,000. He blessed people. He healed leprosy. He he dried up the woman's issue of blood. He did it. He, he raised Lazarus from the dead. He brought Jairus' daughter back. You can name it. Jesus has done it. And I'm saying something for a reason and I'm almost there. But when I thought about this, just quickly, God gives it, as I said oftentimes, this is hot off the wire, saints of God. God here through this podcast, Triple C, we've not asked you for a dollar or a dime. Hello, Holy Ghost. Why? Because I believe that God wants to build spiritual soldiers as we face all the catastrophes and the calamities. Of this day, I believe that that God has allowed the enemy to roam the earth. As the Bible says, He's to and fro, up and down in the earth, seeking whomever He may devour. Why don't you realize, child of God? The devil don't want you to have a relationship. He don't want you to trust on and rely in God. He wants you to do what Jesus as his disciple, that you call the Lord only when you're in trouble. You call on the Lord when you broke, busted, and can't be trusted. You call on him when you're laying flat on your back on the bed of affliction, and yet you call him Lord, but yet choose not to do what his word says. That deems and classifies oftentimes as a what? A hypocrite. You say what you do, but you don't do what you say. See, God told us, he says, you've got to be not only a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word in the book of James. Why? When you do what God says, you don't know what God's going to do for you. Hello, Holy Ghost. So I got to think about these things. The first thing God said about this, when I ask you the question, and this is a question I'll repeat it throughout the time of the podcast that's remaining, is your house built on a firm foundation? Why? Here's a few things. When you think about this, when, when Jesus showed his disciples who they were, this is what he said in verse 48. In the storms of your life, when he said he'll show you who you are, he wasn't just talking to his disciples. He's fast-forwarded 2,000-plus years later, and he's speaking to you today through Triple C Podcast, and this is what he said. If he's talking to you, he is like a man which built his house and dig deep. What? and laid the foundation on a rock, he told Peter, Peter, you're now called a piece of the Petros, the rock, a piece of the rock. Jesus is the foundational rock. And upon this rock, he told Peter, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against us. If you are deemed a spiritual Peter and you believe that Jesus is your foundation, he's talking to you. And this is what he said. If that's you, you called him Lord and you're doing your best to follow the scripture teachings, knowing that you don't cross every T or dot every I but your heart is sure trying here's what he said and when the flood arose the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it colon that slight pause here's where we are the first thing is this you must have the right materials before you even think about it, you need to know what kind of materials is out there right now. Every piece of material ain't made structurally sound. You got to be able to know where to go get this word. What am I trying to say? You can take that in multiple ways. You need to be careful who you follow with the teachings of God's word. You need to be careful what church you attend. You need to be careful what group you hang out with. You need to be careful who's speaking words into your life. You need to be careful who's speaking into your ears you need to be careful. Your attitude determines what? Your altitude. You've got to be careful. Why? Because when the storms of life, as he said to them, vehemently means strongly, intensely, like an five tornado, like a tsunami, like a hurricane, when it comes into your path of your living, you've got to be prepared to know what kind of materials your stuff was built out of. That's the first thing. You must have the right materials. And then the second thing, thing is this. When it came upon them and it vehemently shook and it couldn't shake it. For why? For it was founded up on a rock. Hello, Holy Ghost. Here's the second thing. Not only should you have the right materials, you have to have the right builder. Oh, you got to be careful in that regard. You got to understand who the builder is. Don't you know in the midst of catastrophe, everybody coming to your door to drop a card at your door ain't the kind of building that you need into your life. Do you not understand that when tragedy and tra- and, 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 and things come into your life, that there's a lot of people who are scam artists who are trying to, they have a what form of godliness, but they deny the power thereof. They claim to be prophets, but my question is, in the 21st century, when we got all the prophetic word in God's word, what are they prophesying new? The prophets of old, major, and minor, hello, Holy Ghost, they was prophesying of the foundational structure before Christianity came into existence. They had to speak a word. The prophet, the priest and the king. The prophet spoke God's ordinance and God's word. The priest confirmed it through how they had it, and the king set the decree. But when Jesus came, the temple was rent. The curtain was torn. You don't need a priest. You don't need to go that route. You can go to God for yourself. But in going to God, you need to understand what you're doing. You need to seek him out in accordance to Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things Gentile shall be added to thee. what other things preacher the things that you need into your life you should not only be praying for riches and wealth Solomon didn't ask for riches and wealth he asked God for the ability to judge his people righteously and because he didn't ask God for riches and wealth God allowed him to become the richest man in the earth In that regard, God can allow you to become a millionaire tonight if he so chooses, but oftentimes he doesn't because we're oftentimes wicked. Paul said it this way. There's no good thing that dwelleth in my flesh, the spirit of God. That's why we have to let the scale of spirituality tip to the favor of Jesus Christ. Why? Because your human mind, your human desire will fight against the spiritual teaching and the spiritual word of God. Ain't none of us. I don't care if you're a cardinal. I don't care if you're the pope. I don't care if you're an archbishop. I don't care if you're a bishop over 25 churches. You are still subject as Jesus was with the 100% human side of him. The difference is we are not perfect in our creation. We're created beings. We've accepted the perfect sinless seed of God through Jesus Christ. But the warfare that you have, you don't even need nobody to try to influence you. Oftentimes, you will fight among your own self with your own flesh and yes, your own spirit. That's what things that God says in his word. But the first thing is this, you must have the right materials. The second thing, you have to have the right builder. And I'm almost done this morning. When you think about, the storms that God allowed to come into your life, and you think about how your house was built, you have to think about where you plant your seed you got to think about where you lay weight and set up your shop. you got to think about where you set up camp at. If you set your camp up in the midst of a valley of a flooded region, guess what's going to happen as soon as the billows of water of life come into your life. They're going to wash you away. You've got to be careful. If you built on a firm foundation, if you built upon a rock, you prayerfully with the right builder, hello, Holy Ghost, you will find that no matter what comes your way, you'll be able to withstand in the evil day. And Paul said it this way, have to done all to stand. You do what? You stand on the promises of God's word. Not on your own intuition, not on your own intellect, not on your own thinking. The Bible says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, lean not unto thine own understanding. In all of thy ways, acknowledge him, capital H, and he shall direct your path. He will lead you to the right builder, or he will bring the right builder into your life. Hello, Holy Spirit. When he brings the builder, here's why I conclude this morning. When you realize that a storm, you're not exempt from a storm. When you realize sometimes it just topples trees. Sometimes it'll just tear up and bring some trees out of the root of the ground. Sometimes it'll strip a house. Sometimes it'll tear up three quarters of a neighborhood and leave a couple of things standing and they're untouched. Sometimes the tornadoes, the hurricanes, the tsunamis that will come in, they will dis devastate your life. They will tragically cause issues, but then there's times even in the midst of the storm, you find that that one room wasn't touched. That one safe place was just looked over. God gave favor. That's you in Christ. Now, I get ready to conclude this morning by saying it this way. When you realize that you've got the materials that you let the Lord lead you to, you realize that God has sent you what? He says, if I do not go, Jesus said, he will not come. When he comes, he's the Holy Spirit. He will teach you, lead you, and guide you into all things. Here's where I conclude. The third thing is this. Make sure that your builder is licensed and bonded. And if he's not, let God give him the ability to build as if he was licensed and bonded. Let me just break down the difference. A person that's a contractor that's licensed and bonded is a person that has already done due course to make sure that if his work is faulty and things go south, that you can actually be held, hold that person accountable, and then you can recover and be redeemed from the things that he did. Now, in the Modern day, just because somebody's not licensed and bonded, don't mean that they don't do good work. I'm not saying that. I'm saying God has sent some folk in our life recently that's not licensed and bonded, but their work is structurally sound. Why? Because I believe that God allowed that builder to come into our life just for a season, and that season may be for 25 more years. We don't know. But what I'm telling you is this as I get ready to close this morning, when he asked me the question, is your house built on a firm foundation. He said, I told you that I never told you that you was exempt from storms. I never told you that you were not going to have some difficult days. I never told you you were going to have some W-E-A-K days. I never told you that because of your acceptance of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that you're never going to go through trial, trouble, and tribulation. But this is what I told you. I sent you a licensed builder. I said this, when your license and your builder and your founder is God, he knows what to do in your life. Here's what we conclude. That man in verses 48 and, eight and 9, Here, lastly again, he is like a man which built a house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it. Is that you? For it was founded upon the rock. Is that your house upon that rock? Or, but he that heareth and doeth not. You've heard it. You've heard it repeatedly from your youth, but you still ain't applied the Bible to your life. Is that you? But he heareth it and doeth not. Is that you who said you do it, but you don't? Is that you? He is like a man that without a foundation. Is your house built on sand, hay, or stubble, but yet you told everybody that you've got an erected mansion that's built up and you just got it for show but your house is not solid? That means you've got window dressing. That means that you talk a good game. That means there's no sustenance on the inside. Is that you? Here's what he said, against whence the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell. Here's the thing, if your house is not founded upon Jesus in conclusion, if your house is built on the words of the world, if your house is built on what the old wise tales is, if your house is built on what somebody else said, if your house is not built solidly founded upon the rock of Jesus Christ, and the ruin of that house was great, don't let the house that you call yourself building by yourself. What I'm telling you is this. When you say it, I pull myself up and I built myself up by my own bootstraps. Let me tell you, your house is destined for ruin. It's destined for an immediate failure. It's destined for immediate fall. But to everybody who's allowed the licensed builder, whose name is Jesus, I conclude this morning by saying it this way. When the storms of life come into your situation, I know a man. His name is Jesus. He came down through 40 and two generations. As the old saints of God would say, I know a man, a man that died on Calvary. What am I trying to tell you? I'm telling you that if you hold on to God, he's holding on to you. What I'm trying to tell you, when God allows the storms of life to manifest in your situation, when God allows trial and tribulation to come into your life, I believe I've got a witness here that he can turn your tragedy into a triumph. He can make your midnight into midday. I believe that God can pick you up out of the muck and the miry and place your feet as the old Dr. Watts would say. He can place your feet on a solid ground. When you think that you're being challenged by the world, when you think that it's your supervisor, it's your chief information officer, it's your director, it's your COO, it's your CFO, let me tell you, the Bible says as I conclude, for we wrestle not... Against flesh and blood. I come to tell you today that in your house, when it's built right, when it's built on Jesus Christ, you'll learn as you get older and wiser in the Lord, the words the Bible says, be ye slow to anger, quick to listen. Amen. Slow to wrath. Why? Because the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. I conclude by telling you, child of God, when you realize and you ask yourself today, what kind of foundation am I standing on? Will I fold like a dirty deck of cards? Will I allow the winds of life and the storms of situations to blow in and devastate my home and bring ruin or will I realize that I'm just like Peter that my house was built up on the rock and upon this rock I'll stand and I realize as I close that the gates of hell shall not prevail against me. I conclude by telling you child of God be encouraged. Let somebody know. I know somebody who died on Golgotha. He died on the place of the skull. He gave up the ghost. And the Bible says, as he told his haters and all those that didn't like him, he said in this regard, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Don't worry about it when they come against you. You've got to be slow to speak. When you turn them over to the Lord and you give them to God, you just walk away and you begin to give God the praise. When you realize that your house is built on the right foundation, on the right foundation, when the storms of life come in, you will realize that God did it and he'll do it again if god brought you to it god will bring you through it if god built you up he will not tear you down though the world will try to slay you you yet stop trusting god don't do it don't give in to the enemy don't give in to your temptation don't give in to the things of the devil he wants to steal kill and destroy you, but I come in the name of Jesus that I speak life to your situation no matter where you are. If you're sick, be thou healed in the name of Jesus. If you're depressed, I'm asking God to turn your midnight into midday. If you're feeling dead, dry, and disconnected, I'm asking for the rivers of water of life to flow into your situation. No matter what they do against you, you do not do what Job's wife did. Don't you tell yourself, just go ahead and deny God and die. I'm telling you to stand on a firm foundation. And as I close this morning, I want you to go to the rock of your salvation. And when you go to that rock, never let go of the rock of Jesus Christ. As we conclude this morning, I pray in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that this triple C podcast is a blessing. Maybe you've heard the word. Maybe you can just pass it on to somebody else who may need it greater than you, but I'm telling you, I need him. I need him every day. I need this word. I need the love and the compassion because as the enemy tries to kill and steal and destroy, I'm going to lay on that rock of Jesus Christ so that I don't be easily moved. Let's close now. Father, in the name of Jesus. As we pray this prayer, let everyone under the sound of Triple C Podcast be blessed. Whatever they need in the coming days, I'm asking that you decipher and break it down, that they can hear it spiritually, they can hear it intellectually, they can hear it physically, that you allow it to manifest in their life, that whatever they need, God, to stand still and know that you are God. May, and may it happen and so let it be. Until the next time that we come back together with this podcast, this is Tony with Triple C saying be blessed and may the Lord lead you and guide you to the rock of your salvation. In the name of Jesus. As we go, close us out. Where do I
1: go?
0: In the name of Jesus.
1: When there's nobody
0: Greetings and bless the Lord, saints of God. Welcome to Triple C Podcast, another Sunday that we can give God the glory, the praise, and the honor. Let's open CCC with the word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for another opportunity to study, to read, to repeat your word, To have a podcast, dear God, and it is our prayer that you be glorified, that we be edified, and that the devil be horrified. May this word go out globally and reach the masses. Bless now every listener today that they will receive something from the word of God. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. As we look at today's podcast, we do truly bring you greetings to Triple C Podcast. We're going to look at Old Testament passage scripture today. Isaiah, the prophet chapter 54 i'm going to read verses 11 through 17 just to kind of give you the background and the example of today and then i'll paraphrase from the amplified and i'll give you one other passages of scripture as a point of reference today. A couple of them, believe it or not, uh, that you can go back and read prayerfully in your leisure time in the name of Jesus Christ. So Isaiah chapter 54, starting at verse 11, it's believed by the scholars that they were writing and the prophet and the scribes wrote to the children of Israel. And this is what the word of God reads that God gave me to share this morning. O thou afflicted, tossed with tempest and not comforted, Behold, I will lay thy stones with fair colors, and lay thy foundations with sapphires. I will make thy windows of agates, and thy gates of carbuncles, and all the borders of the pleasant stones. And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. In righteousness shall thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear, uh, and from terror for it shall not come near thee behold they shall surely gather together but not by me whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake behold i have created the smith and the bloweth uh the coals in the fire and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work and i have created the waster to destroy key verse for today and what we will focus on verse 17 No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. May God bless us all the readers and hearers and doers of his word. So just as a backdrop and as an example, I was asking the Lord from, from last week, as I do typically do throughout the course of the day and just doing different things, God, I need a word for the people that would hear the podcast because I don't want it to ever be for me because it's not about me, it's about this Bible, it's about the God of this Bible, it's about the King, the Master, the Lord, and Savior, Jesus Christ. Old Testament prophesied, New Testament, Jesus exalted, Jesus for real in that regard. So God gave me this title, and I don't know who I'm speaking to, but I believe it could be applicable to whatever you're going through. So the title of this podcast today no weapon formed against you shall prosper. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know that we all go through our daily struggles, our daily battles, our weekly uh, skirmishes, I'll call them. We go through major, minor catastrophes. We go through things that you just can't put your finger on. I realize that, though you may study, though you may have grown up in church, though you may say that you, your mom and daddy and your grandma, your big mom, your papa, your grandfather, whatever, however you call them, they kept you in church. And most time, those that I've talked to over the years will say they really didn't pay attention until later on in their life when they grew up and got out of and things began to happen. I remember our daughter saying, you know, it's hard out here when you get out on your own and you realize that everything that your parents tried to instill in you has a purpose. The reason that is, every generation, I firmly believe that every one of our generational legacies wanted us to live better than what they live. They all wanted us to not have to go through the same struggles, the trials and tribulations. But oftentimes I found to the second, third, and fourth generation, we are notorious for repeating the same behavior of our ancestors, but expect a different result. It's interesting and we always say it this way at work. If you always do what you always did, you will always get what you always got. It's like the definition of insanity is to always do the same thing, though it never produces any results, but yet you expect a different result. That's the definition of insanity. We all work under it. Oftentimes, folk that don't do what you do, but try to dictate what you do, and then you change it based on their guidance, and the results are not what's expected. It's because they don't know what they're talking about, but yet they expect a different result. That is just the definition of insanity. It happens In every culture, in every work, ethnicity, every way it happens. But when you think about your spirituality, and you think about all the things that you've gone through, Think about those of us that served in the armed forces and how we traveled. Uh, Navy travels quite a bit. where you transfer every two, three years. Air Force, not as much. They transfer, but they stay in longer periods of time. Army, Marine Corps, about the same as the Navy. They transfer every three, four years. And what I'm saying is this. As a foundational basis for the military, we all go through a whole lot of different things when we go from city to city, state to state, county to county, parish to parish. Those who don't transfer or travel as much go through through equal amount of tragedy and tri- and tribulation, even staying foundationally put in a location because you got to remember, this is where I talk about the two type of people, those who are the converted and those who are the non-converted. That means those who've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and those who believe that he's not really real because their ears are listening to the wrong voices. So God has a, a significant way of ministry to us. Here's what I found. I'm one of them who lived at that church there before the doors opened, there after the doors closed, always believing that I was serving the Lord, even though I was being used of men But yet I found myself being pimped, being utilized, not listening to the wisdom of the voice from the household saying they're just using you because I know God has given me the gift of gab. I get it. But as I've gotten older and God had to remove me from a lot of things, I look back now and see the error of my ways. But yet I can't go back and fix that. I can only look forward and trust that my ladder shall be better than my beginning. And what I'm saying is this, wherever you at in life, God has allowed us to be where we are. Oftentimes, you will have things happen in the the, the corners, the four corners of your world, and yet it may not make you happy. I'm talking to somebody today because I live in a situation where everything that I desired hadn't come to fruition. Things that I desire just hadn't happened. Is it because I'm so bad? Is it because I haven't done it right? I don't know. God only knows that answer. But I do know that I'm trusting God that his will be done, whatever that might be. The hard part is, is not knowing what his will is. Why? Because as humans, we want to control every aspect of our living. If it doesn't make physical, mental sense, we're not going to accept it. But that's not faith. I'm learning that I have to learn. Paul said it this way. Whatever state that I found myself to be in, I'm there with content. At this particular point in Romans, he was talking about being shipwrecked and beaten and whipped. He wasn't content with that. He was content with his faith and his relationship with Jesus Christ waiting for deliverance. I'm waiting to be set free. I'm waiting for my deliverance, but my attitude in the midst of my battle determines my attitude for success. What am I trying to tell you? I don't know what it is for you. I don't know whether it be marital, whether it be financial, whether it be health. I don't know what it is, but I believe that this small, short podcast could probably help somebody along the way. Hopefully, that is my prayer. So you think about weapons. The weapons of our warfare, the Bible says, and Paul said it. They are not. They're not carnal. They're not fleshly. They're spiritual in nature. Satan, y'all think I just be saying it for my health, but John chapter ten, verse number ten, is a very real applicable scripture. The thief, that thief that I speak about, he transformed himself. Sometimes he has on a mask. Sometimes he comes in broad daylight. Sometimes he comes like a thief in the night. Sometimes he just calls you on the phone to see if you're at home. Sometimes he's scouting your neighborhood. Sometimes he's just watching you to see how he can steal from whatever he can to cause you to lose your joy in your life. He comes to steal and he wants to kill. He wants to kill your momentum. He wants to kill your attitude. He wants to kill your your faith in seeing that God is the God that's your deliverer. He wants to kill your faith to say that, see, God don't love you. He wants you to listen to the world. He wants you to be the spiritual Peter, to step out of the boat in one instant, but yet all the negative folks that's behind you telling you what you can't do, telling you where you can't go, telling you what you can't have so you can begin to take your eyes off the prize and take your ears off the voice that's telling you that walk by faith and not by sight. Here's what I'm telling you, not what I've heard, what I've done, what I walked through, what I'm trying to grow out of myself. I realize the weapons manifest itself. I'm going somewhere. So don't don't worry about verses 11 through 16. Focus on 17 is the key verse for today. He said, no weapon that is formed. I want you to think formed in your mind. That forming is something that manifests in multiple ways to try to do what? To come against you, to separate you from God. Oh, help me, Holy Spirit. I believe the scholars was speaking to Israel. And here's what I love about what the word says. It was to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. We are considered Gentiles of the heritage of our lineage because we were not Jews. Unless you are a Jew listening to this podcast and you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you become a Messianic Jew because a Messianic Jew believes that Jesus Christ came and he's coming back again. Are you on those, amen. And if you do, we in Christendom, in Christendom, under the umbrella, believe that the first Adam that fell, Jesus had to come into the existence to be a redeemable lamb, a sacrificial lamb that we can get back to God. See, I'm not preaching for your money. I'm not preaching for popularity. I'm not preaching to put my name on a roll. I'm not preaching that somebody can say, oh, listen to Tony. I just believe and I can't escape it. I can't get ra- get rid of it. I can't walk out of it. Some have say, and we was. it's interesting, I heard a conversation a little bit, was asking somebody to still preach. And I get that oftentimes from people that hadn't seen me. Am I still preaching? And I'll tell them to death. Why? Because I can't let it go. You think I wanted to call myself to preach? No, sir. No, ma'am. But it's in me. I can't shake it. No matter what I go through, no matter what I do, no matter how separate I feel that I am, no matter how oftentimes I feel that I have failed in ministry because I don't pastor publicly, because I don't have a church, I don't all those things, but I realize it ain't about me. It's about this message of the good news that somebody maybe could hear before I die and leave this earth that I could tell one soul that they can be saved, delivered, healed, and set free. Amen. So you think about the weapons. I don't know what your weapon is. I don't know what struggles you go through. I don't know what liars sit among you or sit at your dinner table. I don't know who of your family member of your bloodline born of the same bloodline, but don't like you because of what you bought or what you drive or where you live. I don't know who I'm talking to. Somebody's got to hear. You've transferred from city to city, state to state, but you find that everywhere you go, you can't escape trouble. Hello. The songwriter says in the old gospel, trouble in my way, I have to cry sometimes. Why? Because God has, and I've said it before, God ain't never promised his children that you are exempt from having any difficult days. God ain't never promised us in this Bible. And if you found it, please call me, please text me. Let me know where you found it at so I can go back and reread it. I don't believe that anywhere in this Bible that Jesus said, because you accept him as Lord and Savior, you ain't got to never worry about another troubled day in in the life in which you live. Now I ain't talking about in paradise. When we go die and our body go back to dust and our spirits with the Lord, we're going to a place and where the mansion resides. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about While Paul said, It's expedient that I go away, but far better for you that I stay. Because if I go, amen, the message that God will bring through me, you may not hear. But if I stay, I can still allow God to speak a word of wisdom to help you through your difficult day, to help you come through the valleys of despair. That whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, if you're laying flat on your back and you're wondering, Oh God, why is me? God says, Get up out of the sick bed rise up and walk. I've got a purpose and a plan for you. Maybe I'm talking to you. I don't know, but here's where we are. Here's where we are. We are the modern day spiritual Israel, as well as, I'm going to go to Peter in just a minute. You are a symbol of a spiritual modern day Peter, and I'm going to go there. Let's look at verse 17 a little bit closer, and I'll go to uh, the book so you can read about what Peter said out of the book of Matthew in that regard, and then I'll close the podcast. When he says no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, he was talking about the state of Israel. He's talking about the children of God who were the people of the way. you got to understand, if that enemy that I speak of is coming to destroy your relationship, to, to just devour your family, to separate you from your children, your sons, your daughters, your grandchildren, if he can cause a great separation. He can destroy the foundational peace of the church. The church should be made up of families of believers. Amen. Not of financial contributors. Hello, Holy Ghost. The Bible says it ain't money. Money is an inanimate object. The love of money is the root of all evil. The love of it will cause you to turn away from God and have itching ears. The love of money will cause you to sell yourself to get gain. Hello, Holy Ghost. The love of the money will cause you to turn your back on God and on your family just to acquire what the world wants to give you. The Bible says in the book of Matthew, what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? The barter system. You can barter. See, God's not a gypsy. God's not a Jew. God, and and meaning this, he's not going to sit here and lobby back and forth on how he wants to bless you. It was before the foundation of the earth that God knew when you would be born. It was before the foundation of the earth that God knew everything you're going to go through past, present, and current and future. Amen. But you can't learn that in your human thinking. You have to believe it by faith. And if you can believe it by faith, God can make the impossible possible. God can make the difficult, amen, in such a way that the world says no, God says yes. You've got to believe that radically by faith. You can't get that by listening to somebody who's always pulling you out for your money. You've got to listen to some warriors that will tell you that money. God doesn't need your physical money. God needs you to believe by faith. The preachers that preach about your money is only building up their empire. God's kingdom doesn't need physical money. God's kingdom is made up of a gatherer of soul believers, not people who still paying money. Because those that's gone on to die in the Lord, they're not paying a dollar or a dime but they believe by faith. Let me move on this morning. As I look at the scripture, he says, no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue, Israel, that shall rise up against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. He told them to speak the God of their father, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You and I not only spiritually speak of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but we speak Jesus talk amen, that at Jesus' name, what every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that who? Jesus is Lord. They didn't have Jesus at that point. This is the people of the way. We are Jesus manifested. Jesus lived 33 years in the earth. Jesus hanged, bled and died on the cross of Calvary so that you and I can speak that name because when he rose, he told his disciples, I will rise with all power, amen. So it's the power that we speak. That's why I tell you, even when joking, just understand something. Don't become so super saved that you ain't no good in earth. God ain't never said we can't have fun and have a good time. God ain't never said through the word that we can't crack jokes. God ain't never said that. So don't be so super spiritual that you know earthly good. Hello, Holy Ghost. Ain't nothing worse than a super spiritual Christian that's dead, dry, and disconnected and don't even realize it. Ain't nothing worse that you can't even live and enjoy people and enjoy God in the same lifestyle. Hello, Holy Ghost. When I think about this, this is the heritage of the servants, plural, of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me. Your belief is not of the church physical building. Your belief is spiritual in nature as to how you accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Your faith is based on the word, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God and how shall they hear without a preacher and how can he preach except he be sent? Not voted upon, not bought. He's got to be sent by God that no matter come hell or high water, no matter what he's going through, he will find a way to get outside of himself and let God have his way and tell you something that can get you out of your spiritual muck and your miry and begin to look beyond the hills From with your help come. God has ordained us to go through. And yes, I am a sheep. I'm a teaching sheep. But you got to understand. So let me digress for one quick second. A teaching sheep has to go through it equally or greater than the sheep themselves. Why? Because if you believe that you called of God and you can't shake it, you can't get rid of it, you can't buy your way out of it, you can't get voted out of it. When God has called you, he's called you unto death. And when you're in it, no matter what situation you find yourself in, you got to wake up and write down what God is telling you, that you too are a winner, not a whiner. Why? Because there's somebody worse off than you. When you look around, ain't no greater difficulty than complaining Americans and not even look around. And God is allowing you to see via the YouTube, via the television, via the radio, people that live 10 times more horrific than you. And we still not grateful and thankful for what God has done for us. Let me move on this morning. I think about this word he gave, and this is just an example. He says that when they rise up against you, don't worry about it. I'm going to go somewhere in just a second. You got to realize that the power that you yield by your faith in God will far outweigh anything the enemy could try to present to you. Only you can allow the influence of the enemy to make you lose your joy. Go to David in the 51st Psalm. He tried it and committed adultery and murder and lost his joy in his relationship with God. And in Psalm 51, amen, he had to come back and repent and ask God to restore unto him, verse 13, the joy of his salvation and then renew a right spirit within him. God has never said that you're not going to stumble, trip and fall on life's journey. Journey. but you got to understand something. When I'm telling you, he said he will never leave thee nor for safety. He means that. He knows that you have to make your own decision. He knows that you're going to go through it. He knows that you're going to try him as a child, just like our children try us, just like our ch- grandchildren try us. They have times where they get upset at you. But guess what? If they realize that they always wind up coming back amen, to the foundational teaching that will help you. So Isaiah was telling the children of Israel, the Lord, capital L, is your governor. The Lord, capital L, is your God, amen, in that regard. So here's the thing, write down John chapter 10, verse number 10, read it for yourself, and then Matthew chapter 16, verses 18. And let me just share this and I'll get ready to close this morning. Matthew, the tax collector, writes, and this is about Simon Peter. When I told you that we are a spiritual Israel and a spiritual Peter, this is what I mean as I get ready to close this podcast this morning. This is the regular edition of the Bible, and this is where Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he specifically calls out uh, Simon Peter. And verse 16 says, And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ. He was asking in verse 15, But saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? was asking the disciples. And then Peter, who was the leader at the time, spoke out and said it this way. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom and of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. This is the verse you may have heard me reference, but now read to you. God said, read it today. We are spiritual Israel. And we as well are a spiritual Peter in modern day ministry, as we refer to. What am I trying to tell you? Here's the thing. He said it in verse 17 of Isaiah. As I close this morning, no weapon formed. Think about the weapons that could form. Financial weapons, physical weapons, physical uh, weapons. Uh, Sick sick weapons. You think about uh, angry weapons, weapons of jealousy, weapons of mass destruction, weapons of any nature that will cause catastrophic damage in your life is the weapon that the enemy, going back to John 10 and 10, is creating to steal, kill, and to destroy He's using every type of physical, spiritual missile in his arsenal to separate you from seeing God. He's trying to use whatever he can to cause you to say out of your mouth, amen, that God has forsaken you, God has left you, he's left you to die, he's left you to be on your own, he didn't tell you the truth, even though he may have said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake you, the devil's trying to tell you, look around, everybody that was your spiritual foundation have died physically and left you alone, and here's what you got to understand, if they died in the Lord, amen, you're not alone. Their spirit, amen, we believe angels in the form of spirit manifest themselves by the grace of God to encourage you. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, you're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. I'm a firm believer that those witnesses are the ones that's gone on to be with the Lord as well as the angels representative to let you know. You ain't thinking I can, you know you can. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Quit relying on your own strength. Quit relying on what somebody else said. Quit listening to the preacher to tell you to look to your neighbor and tell your neighbor to say, I'm telling you, you go to God's word yourself and you get it deposited in your spirit. And when you rely, you stir up the gift of God on the inside of you. And no matter what you go through, as I get ready to close this morning, I want you to understand this battle that you're in. Oftentimes, it's not physical, it's mental, it's psychological, it's spiritual, ultimately. You wrestle not against flesh and blood, against spiritual wickedness in high places. When you're looking, as I close, when you're looking through your natural eyes, you're going to see Everything that you think in your human mind. But when you look beyond, amen, the physical and when you take it to the spiritual, you've got to see that angel, that warrior standing behind you. He's already equipped. He's told you in the word to suit up. You've got the armor of God. You've got everything you need. You've got the helmet of salvation. You've got the breastplate of righteousness. You've got the shield of faith. You've got the sword of the spirit. You've got the, the your, your loins girt about with truth. you got on the breastplate of righteousness. You've got your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. As I close this morning, I want you to know that every tongue and judgment that rises against your household, you condemn it by the word. You do what Jesus said. Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written in the word. Quit trying to rely on your own understanding. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 said, lean not to thine own understanding, but in all of thy ways, acknowledge him, God, and he shall direct thy path. Be encouraged, child of God. The battle that you're in, you are already a winner, not a whiner. I want you to be encouraged, child of God, no matter what you're going through. I, oftentimes you got to wonder, and I cry, amen, just like the next man, but oftentimes they're not tears of despair. Oftentimes they're tears of release to let God know I'm human in my nature. Even though you call me, but I get hurt, I get offended, I go through, I get disappointed. All all those things happen. But God says, stir up the gift of God on you. You've got to stand. I told you, be slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to listen. Listen to who? Not the voice of the devil. It's the voice of the Holy Ghost. He's your encourager. He's your healer. He's your guide. He's the one that will build you up. I'm trying to encourage you, child of God, no matter where you are in your financial situation, no matter what you're going through with your health, no matter what you're dealing with right now. I want you to stand firm on the promises of God. For in and the Bible says, "For the promises of God are yea and in Him, Amen." No matter what church you're a part of, if you never grace another physical building, another physical day in your life, you are the mobile church. Ten fingers and ten toes stand on the Word of God. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to understand that to the hills from which you look is where your help come from. Be encouraged, child of God. I don't know what you're feeling. I don't know your pain. I don't know the suffering, but I want you to. Too, this too shall pass. God is able to take your midnight and make it into a midday. I know that God is able to take your tragedy and make it into a triumph. I know that God is able to make a mess into a miracle. I know that God is able to, no matter where you are, if you feel like you're broke, busted and can't be trusted, if you feel like you're all alone, if you feel like you're on an island of despair, I want you to understand that God is right there. He's standing before you spiritually, but you can't see him with your natural eyes. You've got to close your eyes and believe by faith that he's ready to crack and just cradle you in the bosom of his arms. I want you to understand that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I want you to understand that the battle is not yours. The songwriter says, it's the Lord's. You trust and on, you rely in God. I want you to be encouraged no matter where you are. If you're out there on that road and you're driving, if you're going through, you just stand on the truth of God and I'm telling you, God be the truth and every man be a liar. You stand with God and you shall not know defeat. Amen. Child of God, be encouraged. I'm telling you, no no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I believe that God, no matter where you are, and I tell you this, if you never hear me another podcast day in my life, I've done what I believe that God would have me to do for every time I do it. I tell you this, I believe that God's got a purpose and a plan for every one of you, that no matter where you've been, no matter what your denominational church has been, no matter where you came from in your youth, no matter where you are in life, there's only one true church, and that's the truth of Jesus Christ. And if you stand on him, no matter where you are, you will never be defeated in your spirituality. Be encouraged, child of God You understand that you already won But you gotta walk it out In the name of the Lord So let's conclude with a prayer And believe And I hope this helps somebody along the way I don't know what you're struggling with. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know where you've been or who's been trying to deposit a negative word in your life, but whatever it is, I want you to overcome them and all the negative things that the world and the devil will try to inject into your situation. I want you to believe that no matter what, I shall not have fear for the Bible says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. No matter where you are, come out of that depression. Come out of that physical sickness. Come out of that mental telepathy that you're in. Come out of where you are and you trust God and get on the path where God come to the light where Jesus is. Come where you at and you can find peace and rest. Come in and give and cast it all up on the Lord for he cares for you. No matter where you are, aren't you tired of being only one feeling like you're out there? Aren't you tired of feeling like don't nobody care but you? Aren't you tired of just looking around looking for somebody in your life to help you? God says, there I am. I've been with you all the time, but you've been looking at the wrong place. You've been listening to the wrong people. You've been listening to the wrong voice. I told you in the word, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Come unto him who, who labor and are heavy laden. And Jesus says, I will give you rest. Amen. So come to God. Come to Jesus just as you are. In the name of Jesus Christ, and be blessed. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as we conclude Triple C Podcast, I don't know who to help. is helping me because I need it, dear God. Hello, Holy Ghost. I know, dear God, it's never been promised to have great, great days in this life, but wherever we are, you are there. I firmly believe that there is not a spot where God is not. Wherever you are, God is. Bless every person under the sound of my voice that no matter what the situation is, you are our deliverer. Help Right now, God, in the name of Jesus, you know what we need. Until the next time that we come back together, may the podcast of CCC be a blessing to some soul, somewhere. In Jesus' name, we pray. Until the next time, this is Tony signing off as Yolanda will take us out with this old song in the name of Jesus. Be blessed. God bless you.